Okay. Oh, are we live? Testing? Yeah, we're live. Oh my god. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to That's So Sweet Life of Dollhouse. <laughs> humble. Of the That's So Sweet Life of the Humble Dollhouse. <laughs> My last episode was uh, Private Superstar. This one's this one's That's So Sweet Life of The Humble Dollhouse. With a dream in my cardigan. Welcome, Welcome to the land of famous success. Whoa! Am I gonna fit in? There I am for the first time. Everyone's so crazy. Something, 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 something. And they're like, who's that chick with the rocking kick? She's got to be from out of town. <laughs> boots. <laughs> what were the boys saying about us? Yes. Okay. So I was I was saying this a little bit off pod, but the boys were all like concerned about the two of us getting together because I was like Salome and I were talking about like moving in together maybe, and they were like that apartment would just be like like Paige literally a yeah it would be like literally um. A health hazard, a disaster zone. Yeah. Well, in Philadelphia, I was living with an unrepentant sodomite and a black girl I met in ninth grade freshman band. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> and we kept it kind of cleaned down because we hired someone to clean it. That's, like, actually not so bad. It's, it was, like... Uh, oh, my God. Let me roll up my window. So crazy. Oh. I, lo- I love the ambiance. I know. That's what I love about recording in New York is that constant <laughs> the noise. noise. I mean, that's why the office workers everywhere else in America listen to podcasts. Exactly. To get a sense of life from people who have more interesting chaotic lives than them. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right about that. Like, why that's, is that true? Like, I think that's the reason people listen to podcasts and, like, want to listen to podcasts. Because they, um, like, want to feel like they're participating in, in like a grand narrative or whatever exactly or like just like experiencing someone else's life like right, more right. specifically the life most specifically like the life of someone who is living a life yeah who's actually doing things and like Starting living a little yeah, bit yeah and i mean that in a more humble way than it sounds because i think there's there's a lot of i don't think this life is for everyone like the chaotic like art life doll, art life yeah. exactly art, the life of an artist is only for people who were born with the archetypal persona of an artist no you're absolutely right do you mind holding of the co- laptop of course i don't mind I'm not sure. thank you we're headed to bushwick can you believe it yeah i can believe wait. it I'm <laughs> wait should we okay so here's the gagarini and i don't care um who knows yeah um i today is october 31st it's a monday it's my 13th day in new york city I just got back off the train from New York Penn Station. Uh, I was in Philadelphia shooting Vatican City by Betsy Carroll. I was playing. I wasn't originally going to be in the film. Um, I was going to go past this one. I was going to score it Mm -hmm. and assistant direct, and then which you would have eaten anyway. Thank you. I'm still. I'm still doing both. It's going to be a lot of organ and piano music. And, um, but then she wrote in a few scenes for me to do, cause, um, cause that's what she wanted to do. She, like, wrote it in? Or she did wrote she, it like, in. have you come in and do improv Well, actually, she wrote it, and then she was like, you know what? Just, like, just talk. Yeah, just do your thing. Just do your thing. The character's name is Zalame. She was like, I was, I, I was so excited. I was like, what's the character? Like, what are you thinking? Like, what's the name going to be? And it's like, the, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> You're doing a cameo in my mood. Okay, but, like, dead ass. Um, I think about this, too. Um, how there are actors who are, like, you know, serious actors or whatever. And, like, mm-hmm. they know the craft. Yes. Um, but there are also, like, fantastic a- actors out there who, like, they they perform themselves every time. But you, like, love it. You know? You really enjoy you it. you want to see them. Yeah. I, I, think, I think both are cool and I want to do both. Like, Aubrey Plaza is a really good example of someone who's done, like, both, I think. Yeah, and I think you can do both. I think you just need to sell it to people that you can do both. Which, hopefully, I will, because in January, I'm doing Viola's monologue from Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. Okay, at the Devere Ball 2. Devere Ball 2. Um, Devere Ball 2 with the winter edition. But, so, uh, hopped, off the, hopped off the train. I have a sublet ending tomorrow in Bushwick. 
I have another sublet starting tomorrow in Bedford-Stuyvesant and uh, a finance bro from Twitter just flew in from San Francisco um, who is one of my apartment hunting oomphies. Thank God. So if we can get like I think a three bedroom would be so cunty. Cause no, that would be really lit actually. He's, he's like I think he wants to be involved in like this scene. Is he fun? I haven't met him in person. Okay, interesting. We had a lot of fun on a Twitter space. Right. For a while, because for a while he refused to believe that I was a man. Uh huh. And so he was like, "You're do- like that's a cool bit." I'm like, sure you get funny. that a lot, actually. <laughs> With, no, because like- even Aaron was saying to me, she was no, she was like, especially the voice, like <laughs> that's a biological woman. <laughs> No, he was he was like you're doing like that's a cool bit i've never seen someone do that bit before like that's kind of funny like i get that you're like you look a little ugly so it's like a way to differentiate yourself from other people oh like, he was negging you <laughs> or whatever <laughs> he's like but like you're clearly a woman and i was like well like like fuck like no like i'm just so good i don't i'm pariah the doll nice to meet you i'm a doll welcome to the doll house no but the the boys are worried about us creating the dollhouse here because and Paige literally like said the two of us would be like up at four in the morning feeding each other's egos like you should have gotten that role no of course no you should have gotten that role like, but that's exactly I think that's that is thing. going to that's happen yeah that's how that's how we're going to literally like inflate each other's sales and like blow up our egos and like you need to be that's kind of how i've gotten here exactly how how you don't become a star without being a delusional narcissist madonna was a delusional narcissist Mm -hmm. it takes so much nerve to move to new york city with 35 dollars in your cash app to to be a doll to be a faggot to wear a fur coat with leather pants to have a messy car Mm -hmm. to serve cunt on the runway to tweet it all you know, do you know how many people don't have the nerve to tweet? I know. Did you see me uh, in my costume last night? Which one? Um, this I, one? <laughs> n- well, this one, basically, yeah. I w- I, it was I like, I, uh, I was like, I was supposed to be like giving Courtney love, but it was like a little more Taylor Momsen online. I'm giving Courtney love with your extra dose of drama. Yes. What if I'm Aisha Erotica? No, sorry, sorry to make it about me. I actually didn't see it, so let me pull it up. It's up on the gram somewhere. The gram. It's we're okay, talking about thing- such interesting things today. I think we actually are. <laughs> yeah, we, no, we are. We're getting on. We're getting so, on to something. So the thing about Instagram, though, um, like, I never see the shit people post. I see, like, the first two things that they show me, and, like, mm-hmm. I don't scroll. I do stories. Yeah. And then also, they, like, I'm shot. Like, people keep trying to tag me and stuff, and they're going, like, you don't exist. You're what? not on Instagram. And they cannot find... Someone tagged me, the vultures are circling. <laughs> what? Because you cannot find my account unless you have the... Ex- like, every single... Uh, so you're, like, letter. literally shadow banned. I'm, lit- like, objectively, like, not with no exaggeration. I am. Right. And it's because I keep getting... Um... These... I keep getting my posts removed. Some of them yeah, who the fuck is doing that? Like, it's so fucking. To the root. And I get like suicide. Like we want to support you. Messages. Oh God. It's so corny and stupid. Um, you know, Instagram kind of sucks. Twitter also sucks, but it's like better. Like I'm actually able to, like Instagram. You, it's it's hard to get a following on Instagram because it of how hard. it's set up. Um. Oh, it's of- in my stories. It's in my stories. Oh, sorry. <gasps> that was giga cunt. Right? Like, literally insane. It's, li- I mean, you're, it's basically what you're wearing right now, which I also thought was giga cunt. Um, so, your legs look really skinny. I can't believe you weigh more than me. I but know. But you're also, like, three inches taller. Yeah, that's what it is, so really. <laughs> and my, my legs are super skinny. It's and like my, men- my haters are going to get on that <laughs> immediately, like they were last time, like... <gasps> What did they say? They were up in my DMs complaining, like, asking if I eat, if I'm anorexic. I love that. Good for you. Congrats. Well, the, here's the thing. I was literally, like, like, here I am eating. Like, I don't know how to prove this to y'all. Like, Usually what I do is I say, no, I can't afford to eat. Can you cash out me, like, $20? Okay, perfect. That's <laughs> actually, I'm going to adopt that now. And then they do it. Like, they will do it. Um, It's, it's really that easy. Um, there's so like, many men in America who just have money they don't know how to spend. I know. That's what the pa- that's what Patreon is. That's what podcasting is. It's a money laundering scheme to get money from men who have it, 
and like but they have no friends they have no uh social interactions with other people mm-hmm. i'm thinking of making this episode patreon only that would make sense i'm debating it how many subscribers do you have can i ask i have like 15 right Sorry. now can i post it on my patreon too yeah of course okay, cool it's like a little bit of like a duplicitous little like oh new episode on this podcast and on this other yeah, podcast and then the same saying. episode. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is like nobody. The the great thing about the dollhouse is that no one listens and, and no one is expected to listen. Right. It's like literally like I like you're funding my transition. Exactly. To New York. <laughs> By giving me five dollars a month, you're just like funding the vision. No, you have done something that is so interesting, right? Because like you have just like grassroots convince so many people that you're a star really <laughs> thank you that's what you've done like i'm not a podcaster i'm a star yeah that's kind of how i feel about myself as too exactly you know like i i always conceptualized podcasting as like the vehicle to do other things it's a means yeah it's not the end some people for some people like for like the perfume nationalists for red scare for i'm so popular that's an end. You, like, that's a really, like, they have taken it to a higher level. They're to a so, craft. yeah. It's and, excellent. And they're so comfortable in it now. Yeah. That it just, like, completely rolls off their back when they do it, you know? Like, it's like they create an actual concrete product, like, on the same level as, like, the Tucker Carlson. So. Yeah, exactly. And probably, like, has a more, like, I mean, Red Scare has a more active, like, engaged, passionate viewer base than. literally the Tucker Carlson show yeah and you know what like what's so good about all three of those shows is that they make you feel like special for listening to them too yeah because you're a part of a community of people who would listen to those shows yeah it's like so niche but even like um I will say it's been really rewarding to meet the like (laughs) people who listen to these podcasts to be honest no, exa- exactly because it's you ha- you just have to there's already a shared understanding yeah that, mutual language yes, that you both understand you see the world similarly and people talk a lot about like oh like echo chambers are not good being only around people that agree with you is not good for some people it's almost impossible to find yeah other people who think the way that you it's do it's extremely validating when you do come across people like that because it's rare that's like i was talking with this one guy um his name is tyler i need to reach back out to him but he was like telling me how he used to work for vice mm-hmm. and how he he basically like gives out the blue checks for a living Ooh. on social at the light Use the left two lanes to keep left onto Queen's Midtown Tunnel. He was like, I'll help you grow the podcast if you want. Manage me, Tyler. Oh my, yes. Men men want to manage boys. I think that's true. We're going back to Greek times. Well, that's that's the thing that no one wants to talk about. Is like, men don't want to mentor women. Men want to marry women. They want to fuck women. They want to, like, have relationships with women, but move women aside men want to mentor younger men yeah the, like, the camaraderie of, of like malehood or yes or it's homosocial mm-hmm. um, all men are homosocial all men prefer the company of other men and we live in a period in history where that is uh marginalized and like not easily accessible all the old men's clubs went co-ed the universities yeah. went co-ed you have Keep this laughing. injection of feminine principles. Well, we all know why. We all that know why. Happened. Feminism. Yeah. Defcon three. Mm-hmm. Because like, men, well, really men, the alignment. <laughs> yeah, men can't have like personal spaces just for men. Though. No. Not anymore. Like. No. But it's it's. No. Well, they can't. And so. But women have can have spaces for women. Exactly. Well, also, increasingly not. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. Which is, the, to me, that's, like, that's your comeuppance, girl. Like, you invited that. You, the entire principle of, like, what you're doing invited trannies into your life. No, I was literally going to say they get what they deserve. No, like, exactly. The trans discourse is, like... And, and because women... That's the logical conclusion of the feminist movement. And, like, white feminist women have, like... They... They've been, like, out of the conversation for so long because they've been able to, like, profit off their victim placement in the culture. Um, And so they've, like, only been 
viewed as these uh, like fragile creatures when in reality they're aggressors you know, masquerading. Well, that's the funniest thing is I was arguing with this guy outside St. Patrick's in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. It was this guy who was like, he's like just kind of a dork um, but like obsessed with like internet politics but also like doesn't have a phone but he's like what like has three prod podcasts that no one has ever listened to he's like one of those guys who is like internet poisoned in an uninteresting way right in that all he can discuss is like trannies in locker rooms like just like like a minute degree yes it's just like a boomer conservative who doesn't have anything new to say no new takes yet repeating the same facebook lines that he's read exactly nothing new under the sun and so, like, I got very bored talking to him, but, um, why did I bring him up? Oh, no, I brought him up because I was getting into an argument with him about, like, whose fault this is. Right. And he was saying, well, ultimately, it's women's fault because, you know, like, when they sacked Troy, it was all for Helen. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's still on men. Yeah. That's men letting women be more power- more powerful. And, I mean, women, obviously, all men can come from a woman. Yeah. So women have women play on the mommy strength that they have. They have men have like this superficial physical strength. And then women have like the real power. Well, this is what Polya talks about, right? Yes. How like even in abusive relationships, like the woman, the woman has, the is, has the power and needs to take responsibility for that and how like there's a sick part of her that wants to participate in this dynamic yes. because she knows she wins in the end because he lashes out looks like a fool to society and she gets to to embrace him you know as the bigger person exactly man can only win on the physical realm yeah because he can has no control over the psychic which realm. is why he he goes back to physicality that's why that's his initial impulse Yes, it's all all he has. Yeah, it's literally all he has. That's his only defense against women. When he's cornered. And so my argument with this guy is that basically, like, I sort of did agree with him, except for the, like, the we agree on the premises, but the result is that, like, men, you need to, you still need, it still comes down to you because it's like, are you going to let the woman win or are you going to say, like, are you going to man the fuck up? Right, like, Society and and uh, humanity has always been tied in with this constant like gender battle, right? Women, always. women that's why people versus are obsessed men. With us. Yeah, that's that's the <laughs> yin yang. That's because we we cross the line. We cross, the, we yeah. cross every line, and we're in the middle. And we we're, we're this word was ruined, but we're literally non-binary. No, I know that's the truth. <laughs> that's the reality of it. So, that word was ruined by people who are not non-binary, who are actually hyper-feminine and hyper-masculine. Yeah. Autogynophiles and autoandrophiles. But the, the true people who are given access to the well, as I've been calling it, and I'm calling it my novel. Um, yeah, this is a, like, it's a in the narrative. Cinema. It's in the narrative. It's in the, it's in the text. Um, no, I will. It's like, if, yes, women have the power, but can't be a pussy faggot about it no of course and like destroy the whole world for a woman just don't simply don't and this is why the heterosexual man you know is is extremely limited well um it's because he let all this happen yes it was feminism yes it was the jews yes it was the enlightenment yes it was uh rousseau right but ultimately who let them do it who let the faggots do it? Who let the Civil Rights Act pass? Who let the 19th Amendment pass? Who signed the Constitution? Men let all of this happen. There's supposed to be like a yin and yang balance going on. Exactly. So, so why are men so whipped? And also mm-hmm. like, have you ever noticed, not to be weird, I brought this up but like uh, on the pod with Charlie, but I feel like kids are hitting puberty so <laughs> early Too now. Early. No, Bach's voice changed at 17. And and yet, like the the conversation around like especially hebophilia, mm. uh, we we Ooh. only like we only continue to infantilize right further, to take exit even despite 
Just so the kid's being literally fertile at 14. How is how Turn does that make sense to you? It, well, it just it simply right. doesn't add up. It's Ray Turn Pete right talks about this in generative energy. Wait, what energy. is going on? Hold on. Sorry. No, it's fine. He miles, talks about. Take exit 17W. I love the doxing. I know. I literally don't. Get, I will. I will like tweet my address like for fun. Um, We're going to your old one anyway. Well, should we wait? Pause. Yeah. Should we go? I guess it does make the most sense going to the old one. Yeah. Because I don't know if people are at the new one, but I need to drop stuff off, but I don't know when. Um. Oh my god! I just got a text saying. Did you lose my number for the second time because I asked her for my number for her number on Instagram? It's so I'm constantly asking for people's number and they're like, "You have my number. You've texted me before," and then they text me and like I had their number. Yeah, I fully had it the whole time. Um, yeah, let's just go. The old place will be easiest. Yeah. Um, And I'm going to a boat party at 7 p.m. Ooh, okay, boat party. (laughs) Boat party, mama. Um, Today has been so fucking weird. I didn't even know if I was coming back today. And then I uh, was asked to do a photo shoot. Then I was asked to do... At the photo shoot, the boat party, the boat party got canceled. The photo shoot got canceled. Mm -hmm. The audition got moved to tomorrow. I have an audition for a play today. It's now tomorrow. Um, RCIA is tonight at St. Vincent Fair, but I'm gonna go to the boat party instead right. sorry god i'm sorry god i'm sorry god um, jesus mile, first but right um, you go to church enough jesus will be on the boat um i was at church yesterday jesus walks on water babe Purr! <laughs> i'm gonna see you i'm gonna see you yeah dead I'm gonna ass. See at the <laughs> but what were we talking about i um go past this light women women and uh the 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 um the <laughs> fact that like children are are like so fertile like why oh, wait wait we gotta talk about puberty why exactly is that like i i feel like it's definitely because they're putting like hormones in our food and i i happen to believe that it's because of meat okay i'm gonna rewind everyone needs to read read ray pete's generative energy from 1992 where he in the early chapters discusses neoteny puberty um, it's declining the declining the age line, of puberty. Turn right onto 25th Street. Everyone should listen to Edward Dutton on YouTube where he talks about fast versus short uh, lo- slow versus fast life history strategies. Um, the now age this- at which a person hits puberty is tremendously important. It tells you a lot. It says a lot. It has so line, much to do left. with the environment and the state of the organism that puberty is happening in. And I think so. Not, we... not for nothing. Like, I had a slow puberty that like built upon built upon itself. I think that's spirits. Like, I I I only got like gradually taller and hairier as like the years went by. It didn't all hit me at once. Yeah. Um, but it feels like with these kids, they're like suddenly so grown up looking and you see them on tiktok or whatever it's insane that they're like 14 years old because they Mm, um, they look fully they look grown yeah and and even with like like culturally we like encourage them to to play as older on social media Mm. right with things like filters yes and you know the the different ai applications that you can put on yourself like they all make you look in your 20s. I think that we are in the midst of a hormonal counter-reformation. And what I mean by that is that we, our bodies have been under attack for a, a, pre, a very long time, I would say 100 years, um, due to the advent of... This is so gorgeous. I love I New York City. The uh, in, uh, untenable use of plastics in everything. Right. Um... Through the increased use of polyunsaturated fatty acids, which mess with your endocrine system, and which mess with your testes, your ovaries. Fast um, food, etc. Fast food through... I just did... I was just asked to do a self-tape for an HBO documentary mm-hmm. where I had to schizophrenically talk about receipt paper, which yes. has bisphenol A in it, and an and endocrine disruptor, um, which acts as a pseudoestrogen in the body, a synthetic estrogen that... Um, competes with like bioidentical estrogens for the estrogen receptor and is like a less 
effective in half a mile, you know, form of the sex hormone. Now, I, now, why, why not to interrupt? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I, I just have like follow-up questions okay. too. Like, so. why, why are men on, on average, like becoming more feminized and women becoming more like androgenically masculine right well so that's the missing that's what people that's i think that's a question a lot of people have because it doesn't i think most people like, don't really lo, there's low t like like it shouldn't be like that right it shouldn't, why is it going men. that way yeah so it's because for like the environmental estrogens are fucking with men's testosterone i feel like that's like the more simple one right um for women it's for that's women, the harder question i think people don't I think people have a misconception on what estrogen is, and they sort of assume that more estrogen would make a woman more feminine and more beautiful. This is not the case. My personal um, impetus to become so autistically obsessed with biology and repeat, like for someone who dropped out of high school during my biology class, which I failed, um, who dropped out of two universities, um, who is not you know, totally uncredentialed, to, to quote Dasha. Um, I The reason for my obsession with this is because I have been having my hormones, you know, redone since I was a teenager. And I have personally experienced what it feels like to have multiple different hormonal states going on in my body. And I can tell you that estrogen is not this, um, it's not what the Ray Petards think it is. And it's not what women think it is it's no. not it's estrogen is not just feminizing repeat you know characterizes this hormone as being a hormone of creation of replication of cancer of stress and it has to be balanced out by progesterone yeah which is the hormone it's the anti-stress hormone it's the hormone of neoteny Right. It's why? It's why? Which is so like, that's so based and like. <laughs> Red told of you. No, it no, it really is like, and and very trad, if I might add, because like, <laughs> you you think of all of this like. What more, Lindy? Yeah, you think of all this historical like literary information that we have about women being like in the throes of hysteria, right? Like maybe that was more true because they had more estrogen in well, their bodies it's, it's, you know uh, it's all of these I really believe that these mental states are so hormonal and I think the reason for there you cannot find a picture of me on the internet before 2020 which is when I started taking progesterone and Period. injecting in estrogen instead of taking it orally right. because I all of a sudden my entire health the, the state of my organism changed because suddenly I was on, I had been for years on this really shitty hormone regimen that my stupid, retarded, you know, evil, demonic Use doctors right put me on, right. where I had, you know, no testosterone, um, but also pretty low estrogen and no progesterone to balance it out. So right. I was Which, estrogen like, dominant. Uh, women need testosterone too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Women, everyone has all three of those. Hormones. Yeah. You have estrogen. All women have testosterone. Um, progesterone is actually like technically the it's more it's more of a female hormone than estrogen, um, just like based on levels Keep in the body. Right. Right. Men have very low levels of progesterone naturally because they don't really need it to balance out estrogen because they don't have that much of it or they shouldn't. The That's the problem is that actually they do. Yeah. Um, but so I, I used to have horrible acne. My face mm -hmm. used to be bloated. No, that's what I was going to say too. You probably looked puffy. I was so ugly. Every time I think of estrogen, I think of Kim Petras and how- I'm so happy you said that. Yeah, genuinely like bloated and chubby she looks all Except, the time. And it's not even, what's crazy, it's not it's not really fat it's no, water yeah. it's being swollen when I I mean part of my weight loss journey has been hormonal because I was I look I used to look how do I put this like swollen yeah but I couldn't lose the weight because it wasn't fat okay do you know what's so funny what when I like I was swollen basically from gluten 
and then I quit. I quit gluten. And you can't lose that weight by exercising or no, starving. No, no. Actually, starvation is a stress, so it it'll make you more bloated. Yeah, and like cling on to your fat cells just exactly. as well to keep you alive. Like this is what I was talking about on on one of my other episodes when we talked about the New York Times fat article. I actually had like a real moment that day because with the anorexia yeah yeah Uh, you don't look anorexic because i i know i dropped that episode and then and then our girls oh red scare dropped the episode i didn't listen to either one that's okay no but i kind of don't listen to podcasts anymore i can't remember the last time i was now that i do a podcast i have been listening less to podcasts i don't which maybe is a good thing if i meet someone i can't listen to their podcast yeah i'm sorry if I've been on a podcast, I can't, I can't really listen. I don't know. Because it's like, if I'm friends with someone, they're going to say probably well, It's, it's different. Things. You, like, lift it, exit. too, you know? Exactly. exactly. Oh, fuck. You lift it. Um, but we went, the, the, that article was so interesting. I didn't read it. I didn't listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. I just read the tweets about it. And I was like, well, guys, What like, is it's... this guy? Thank you. Sorry. Oh, he's so cute. Right? Oh, my God. Wait, hold on. He let us go and everything. Oh, uh, Hold on, hold on. King. Oh, hold on. Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> oh, he's cute. Oh, right? how do we? Oh. How do we? How do we? Girl, child. That like twenty-one-year-old like Literally. truck driver, like gorgeous skin. Like, mm. High, next light, high testosterone, left. high progesterone, facial physiognomy. Literally. No, but the thing with anor- the being fat and anorexic. I was fat and anorexic, you guys. I was not. I actually. You know, people were making fun of me. They are like, girl, you just have to stop eating. I wasn't eating and I was not losing weight. No, the same thing happened for me too. The moment I actually started, like, eating and trying to think of, like, eating nutritiously, I I lost so much weight. Mm, Like, it dropped off. Literally, the moment I started to think, like, critically about what I was putting into my body. That's different. What, What I'm saying, though, is that... Like didn't matter what I put in my body because right, it because was a the hormones, yeah. And that's why, like, if you look at all of these trannies, if you look at Kim Petras, if you look at almost everyone I know who has transitioned in the past five years, they've all gained weight. They all look huge, and they look bloated and swollen in a way that is not fat. You know, there's they're clearly being overprescribed estrogen and underprescribed progesterone. And probably, honestly, they're probably, it's, yeah, it's too much estrogen. Um, well, why do we think this is? Is, like, progesterone, like, at the light. harder Turn to come about? Like, doctors just don't believe in it. I had to find it. I, oh. had to, I had to, my hormone doctor, I see him on the internet. Yeah. Because these people, like, I remember asking my doctors, I think, I must have been a teenager at the time. I asked them about about progesterone mm-hmm. and they were like yeah it's not really necessary it doesn't do anything that's just like a like people say that on the internet but like you you should stop you should stop doing research right you know right. less than me and i went to med school and it's like m- honestly all of my well, experiences with doctors mostly involve me like knowing more than them somehow doctors are psychotic people <laughs> first of all because they have like a, a god complex right. about yeah. them. yes they like love the idea that your life is in their hands, right? <laughs> it makes them horny. Yeah, and in in like the the eyes of a um of like a psychopath, you know, they feel free enough to like play and toy to with you. To literally fuck with your entire biology. Yeah, to like It's insane. Dr. Mengele style. And you're like, and you're not allowed to respond to it or criticize them for no. some reason. It's insane. So I have a really great doctor who is I finally found one he's like actually smarter than me he actually knows more mm-hmm. than me he act and he's willing to be questioned cuz he cuz he's secure in that you right. know what i mean these other doctors they don't actually keep up with the research so they're not secure in that yeah. they know more than me cuz they know that i'm being autistic and like googling stuff and reading actual medical journal articles well they should really want to like comfort you anyway right like they should want to they should be, like, they should glad be. that you have questions. Uh-huh. Right? No, exactly. Like, that, sh- that should be a good thing. Oh, there's our boyfriends. I know. Her. Piece pull of up. cake. Pull up, girl. Pull- Hold on. Child. Y'all got cakes? Y'all got... Oh, he's- look at his smile. 
<laughs> oh my god. Oh, he waved to us. Oh, I wish. Oh, they're so cute. Yeah, they are. <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful boys. Don't you love that? Doesn't that invigorate you? I, I love a Caucasian man. I love a, a white male friendship. <laughs> Me too, yeah. <laughs> I just love two boys sitting in a, a, a piece of cake. They're on the clock. They they're are working, on the clock. And they're smiling and they're having a good time. And they're they got their pizza years. box in exactly, the front. Like. Exactly. Oh, God. Oh, so beautiful. Oh, I love men. I love men. Me too. A lot. <laughs> I mean... Oh. I, I, would, I would tell you about, like, my recent... My recent, uh... Sex convoys. Oh, yeah. I don't. Uh, but I really can't incriminate myself in the podcast. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, also, I have this struggle where I, I kind of don't want to hear about that sort of thing. But right. all of my friends want to tell me about that sort of thing. Right, naturally. And I like my friends, and I don't want to see them that way or whatever. Well, yeah. it's like I don't. I'm not going to tell people what to do. I have my religious beliefs that people know about. I'm not going to force them on other people. I am celibate. I sort of don't want to hear about other people not being celibate, but it's I'm it's also and then people think that I'm judging them by saying them and I'm really no, really it's, not. It's I just really like not. not your thing. It's, it's not, not even business. like what occupies your headspace. It, like, no, exactly. Thank thank you. That, yeah, you're welcome. That, that shows that you really it really I don't think about sex. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I'm like a non I would never call myself asexual because too many people who are not at all asexual call themselves yeah, asexual. Yeah, people who are like molested as a child. Exactly. Or just like are or just want attention or are repulsed by sex because yeah. they are repulsed by their body and they hate themselves. And no, it's, exactly. It's a different thing. It's like I'm like I kind of think my body's like a little bit beautiful. I right. like think it's a work of art, so it's not that. Sorry. Um humble superstar. Humble superstar. Humble superstar. Um, that's what we are. That's what we are. Period boots the house. Um, although it's, I mean, you know, to be a star, you can't be that humble. You do have no, to sell yourself. That's the that's, inherent irony of the name, exactly, you know. Ex- I love you, but so with like, I, I'm literally like a non-binary asexual. Yeah. <laughs> do not spread that. Don't leak that. Um, no, this is the Patreon only app. Patreon so. only. It'll be on my Patreon only. Yeah, too. we can be as honest as we want. I love that. Let's say the N-word. No, <laughs> I, I, um, well, I brought up, uh, oh, what? Patty Smith's rock and roll bleep on the Wait, last she podcast. Said it? She said it? Uh, yeah, back in the day. Oh. And they removed it from all streaming platforms, which is, that's like a little oh, scary to I me. I have been saying for months, slurs are coming back in a big way. Mm-hmm. I think we, it's going to happen. Someone's going to say it and we're going to be able to finally move on. Right. Because here's the thing. Remember when Justin Bieber said it? No. You've never seen that video? No. Oh my god. Was so he like good. rapping? Um, he was singing One Less Lonely Girl, but he replaced girl. One Less Lonely Girl. Literally, yeah. Well, I mean, the, I think when I was on set at the VAC film, I said it, to I said It to felt Kurt, like everyone I, was going to say I it, I said really. to Curtis Yarfin, I was like, someone needs to say it. Yeah. And he was like, well, it has to be a pretty girl. And That's I was a like, fair point. And I was like... <laughs> I will take one for the team. Hey, oh, let me girl, let me pull up. Let me pull up. <laughs> um. Anyways, he later found out who I was. Okay. Um, um. Did you did you read um this like article too? I I kind of talked about this on the last pod too. We're just like going over it, going, the, whatever. I, I don't care. No, me too. Really um. It's like a it's some dazed article about how like there are new alt right aesthetics or something and how that's like that's like come out of the dime square scene or whatever oh, and it's like they mentioned dimes yeah they mentioned dimes they mentioned Dasha they like oh, no I did, literally did not see those they mentioned podcasts they really that's drag they drag the whole scene like wait when did this come out. So recently, like this week. Yes. What's it called? Um. It's definitely in days. Yeah, it's in days. Does anyone read that? I feel like no. people don't really read much. If it came out in the like, New York I feel Times, like articles, it's like articles come out for the the screenshot of the headline. Well, it was literally released like online, so it's like 
is it really published, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um, I, feel, I feel like that's, like, it's, that's, like, almost all that, like, publishing is now, though. Yeah. Like, who is, um, I see Shelley Duvall, I see Caperny. We love Shelley Duvall. So, so fierce. Um, everyone says I look like her. Such a good actress, and honestly, like, people... Right, like, People are like strip her of her credit as an actress when they like imply that Stanley Kubrick like made her mentally insane and like scarred her forever. Like no, she, she was acting. She was, she was act- method acting. Don't pass this light. Then she was the acting one. and she committed right. to the role. Yeah, and, and that's what a great actress does. Like, I think we said this last time. Like, people don't actually know what acting is. Yeah, and I said that on set last night after. We had done a few scenes. Like, I turned to Betsy, and I'm like, acting's really not what you think it is. Yeah. And I, and I feel that way every time I act. It's like, the people have an idea of what acting is, and actors have an idea of what acting is. But then in the moment when you're actually acting, it's... Well, the lines get blurred, right, between, like, reality and play, almost. It's, it's like, a, you know, you're bringing yourself back to, like, a child's place, essentially, where, where the fantastical feels incredibly real, and, you know, there's, there's a uh, important, like, fabric of fantasy that, that interlinks with reality in your mind. You know how like when you're when you're playing pretend, but like the like you can see it in your head, <laughs> like yes, 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 yes. It's that kind of vibe. Oh, I found it. It's an, how far right views became the new edgy aesthetic. I kind of don't want to read it because don't read it. It's schlock, really. I feel like people are now writing articles to get attention from a certain group of people. Literally, like that's what Crumps did. No. <laughs> like the the writer of the article the is so jealous right and Street. they they want right to be the ones written about no so they're writing about these people to get these people to notice them private girl and i were talking about this like he said that um basically like they're hating outside of the club exactly exactly they literally can't get into the club yeah. and the, the sad part is actually they could get into the club if they wanted to, because uh, there's like no rules. To the this doors club. are open. The doors. We walked in. Yeah. The doors are open. We walked right in. We actually did. <laughs> we just showed up. Mm-hmm. And that's all it fucking took, <laughs> right? It just because it takes nerve. Yeah. That's what people actually don't have. Yeah, people lack like. They they don't have the balls to post a podcast. I know the dollhouse. I know most of those episodes are unlistenable. The audio quality is horrible. They're unplanned. But I had the nerve to do yeah. it. No Most, one else is no doing one is it. Do, no one. It's like people like will shit on Jack. They'll shit on, like I'm the the perfume gays they call them, and do they'll say like it's not arts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay, but you could literally never. You could never. Like you could never do um, that. Oh Jack, I love Jack. I love Jack. So I have, an, I have an episode coming out with him and Filthy Armenian about mm-hmm. incredible Norvitz and Self Made Man. Right. Um, and just listening to them, I was like, oh my god, like these guys are really fucking smart. They're they're true intellectuals. Yes, and, and, and it's. I, I think that um I I've been really like. I I've been thinking about this lately. Like true intellectuals, are, just born. They yeah, aren't made. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the mic. But um, you can plug in here. I want to charge my phone. Oh, um, here. Thank you. But, so, uh, wait, this is... This like, is a- true intellectuals, like, just have... They're students of the world. Like, they have a desire to constantly learn. Yes. Whereas, you you can't force someone into intellectuality. Like, no, there, there needs a, to be a natural a, curiosity about the world. It's yeah. It's a personality. It's a way that their mind is was formed. But the point that I want to make is that podcasting as a medium has solved the problem that Fran Lebowitz talked about, which is that the creativity and knowledge and connoisseurship of the scene of faggots in New York City from the seventy from nineteen seventy to nineteen ninety that was wiped out by AIDS and you know is totally gone. Um, you know, a lot of these a lot of these people, a lot of these artists greatest skill or gift was gab 
Yeah, it really was. And it was talking Even about... Even Fran's them. gift. That's like, her real skill. Her writing... I mean, she's a writer, but, like, I mean, no when one is she? When has she written something? She has two books that I have that I have read and that I like, but they're, like, silly essays. They're, tw- they're tweets. Yeah, her books are Her books are really tweets. They would be more successful as tweets. Then at the next one... But there is nobody who can talk like her. It's kind of like how I love Joan Didion, right? Like, because she just has such a strong voice. And I'm, I'm curious to know what she thinks about things. A strong writing voice. Yeah. And, and But a lot of people have a strong speaking voice that they can't get into words. Yeah. That they don't have... And that they need a platform to get that out. And I think it's a huge, like gift that people are able to monetize their art even if it's like a newer like it's new so people look down on it not for nothing too like in context to someone like Fran Leibowitz I I was excited by the idea of podcasting because I felt it's though it brought back the public intellectual you know like exactly that used to be a person that you saw on like television and stuff who would like go and mingle like with celebrities and everything and like they're famous for being brilliant yeah i I missed that you (laughs) know i think like that kind of person needs to be back in in, yeah and that's like what podcasting has really done in a way absolutely 100 percent because now you have Anna Katchian, you have Jack Mason, you have... Name more names. Filthy Armenians, Brilliant Thinker. Me. You. We're the younger generation, yeah, right? Yeah, no, you're right. That's yes. what I was... I only very recently realized age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot how young we were and how old everyone else in our scene was. I know. Can I say that? No offense to anyone at all. Um, every all of these people are like ten to twenty years older than us, and they're like in different states of their lives too. Right, like, and I feel like someone needs to step up from our generation and and take do the and reins. Do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, share the reins and be because I mean I think. Well, not for nothing, Jack has line, been so cool and giving. Right, like he. But he's so he generous. like didn't have to like be down to do my pod when exactly. I was like just starting out really and exactly everything. no yeah it's these people they are you just have to ask and you shall receive mm-hmm. people think that like you know all of these people are scared too it's so are, hard they don't right? have the nerve it, it comes back to having the nerve if you have the nerve to ask Jack Mason to be on your podcast he'll do it well the thing is like with all of these people like they essentially decided that they were that they were this intellectual figure right no one one gave them permission no and and that's kind of how i feel i i'm doing everything but it's so freeing and liberating to think like that right to to literally it's actually like deadass podcasting might be the american dream Girl, it's manifest. No, that makes to- it's manifest destiny. That right? makes total sense. You it's- can decide who you are. Like we're self mythologizing. All we're the adding time. ourselves to the pantheon. Mm-hmm. We're building the pantheon and then we're stepping inside. Yeah, we're building the pantheon, kicking down the door. Yeah, because because we weren't being let in. Yeah. By people who at a, of a lower vibration, who were scared by our star power. Well, that's the thing. It's not. It's not like the the actual stars of this scene who are scared like it's exactly. it's the losers who aren't participating who don't want us to be exactly, successful exactly exactly and that's because all the stars in this scene honestly were excluded mm-hmm. the from line, the mainstream that's why the scene is here because we were honestly sometimes I won't book a role and I'll be like you know what I was too much of a star yeah and, and well, you know what? Like that's the that's the right kind of like deluded, <laughs> yes. like like undeserved well of confidence that you need to have when you're this kind of person, yes. right? Otherwise, your other your career's dead in the water. Yeah, and you'll want to kill yourself too, <laughs> because you'll realize like how you're constantly debasing yourself. Yes. you know. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. But it's important to performatively debase yourself <laughs> sometimes. Debased. Yeah. To, to like, I don't know. It, it, sometimes I think about this, like, with, with like, schizophrenic people, <laughs> like, homeless people on the street. How, like honest they kind of are in their reality right like and how aggressive mm. that is and I, I I can really appreciate being like confronted with that because it almost makes me more grateful for the accomplishments that I've made even on like this weird micro level <laughs> right like yeah. that's what's cool about the city like you're constantly forced to interact with people from all different walks of life. Yep, everyone takes the subway. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how rich or famous you are. Because there's nowhere faster to get where you're going. Unless you have a car, which if you... When you move here, you should bring a car. Period, I know. If we... I would... If it's somewhere... I, there are a lot of places you can just have a car. Not, like, maybe not here. Somewhere else. But think about how that would, like, change the game, right? Having car? Yeah. Oh my god. So true. Being able to go anywhere. Although trying to park in like Manhattan is impossible. I would rather shoot myself. Does it cost a lot of money? Yes. Okay. If you go and like park in a place or whatever. I just, I never learned to drive. That's a very feminine mode of operating. It's, I'm so, I, <laughs> I, I can't help it. It's, it's just, it's my nature. Yeah. A work as nature cannot be one. I know I'm biologically male. I can't help it. I can't help it. You're spiritually female. Think, when, I like, think this, I on. think this just, just observably true. Yeah. It's not, like, that's not ideological. That's just the way that I am. And I don't think it's a sin to embrace your nature. No, truly. I had this one friend back in the day um, who was like... I'm not going to dox them or anything because that would be cruel, I think. Uh, But they were like overweight, like uncomfortable in their body, like nerd and band, Mm -hmm. right? Are you just talking about me? Or no? No. (laughs) (laughs) And then then they like came out as trans and it all made sense right and this was like f to m actually but it was something that like when they said it out loud everything like clicked you know for this person it was like yes that is who you are like that's your aura like clearly what you had going was not working for you yeah and i think like there's some things that we just can't explain with science too some things that are just like innately felt, you know? Yeah, you can't argue with it. You can't reason with it. No. There's something, like, primordial and spiritual about, about who who you are at your integral core, like, that defies gender. Or just defies logic. Yeah. Yeah. Defines, like, what people might, like, consider for their own lives. Yeah, and so a lot of people can't look outside their own lives. Yeah. And they say, well, I would never do that. I sh- that would be, that's, I mean, that's, this is a big concept, uh, like a big theological point that a priest made to me once, is that like, it's not, actions that are sins, you know, it's not, it depends on who's doing it. Yeah. One, an action done by one person can be sinful when done by another person. Yeah, it's like uh, like Kant's relativistic mm-hmm. thinking, I don't right? I know about that. Say more. Uh, he believed, like, there, there's moral relativism in, in ethics and that if, like, you're stealing a loaf of bread for your family to, like, feed exactly. them, that's not sinful. But if a rich man steals a loaf of bread, that's a sin. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They're doing the same exact thing. But for different reasons, yeah. with different circumstances, one hundred percent. With ideology. <laughs> how, <coughs> the, how long have we been going? I don't know. Hold on, let's check. Your mind. I You're know. so genius. We're, 
We've done like 54. So like, how long are your episodes usually? I've been doing like, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been doing like an hour yeah, 15. Yeah, I like an hour, yeah. Like. Okay, let's keep going. Yeah. As... So, I don't know, what else is new with me? Um, <laughs> I've literally just been like. Working? On my grind, like working doing the I podcast i think it builds character yeah and you're not that far from new york no exactly right? how long did it take you to get to penn station well you were probably coming oh, from bushwick i was coming from bushwick okay. yeah but um well i can i i just want to say i just want to compliment you and say i i love that humble superstar is kind of a high effort podcast in the it sense is, in yeah. the sense that like you plan it you're serious about it you have a vision you have you're ready to execute it. And, and also, I like, love I, that. I have no guest hosts. Like, I, other than, like, the guests that I have every episode, right? Like, uh, there's no one else I have to, like, fall back on. So right. there's kind of all of this pressure from not only me to perform, but for me to, like, make sure people feel, like, comfortable and, and open enough to speak on these things. Well, that, I mean, that's what, uh, oh, we're... We just passed the one-year anniversary of my first podcast episode. I'm so leapish toad. I'm so serious. It's only been a year, and it's been a whole year. I can't believe it's been a whole year, and I can't believe it's only been a year. Well, this is, like, really a special episode. Yes. No, exactly. Yes. It was on I'm So Popular. Mm -hmm. Zach gave me, you know, my start in this scene. That's Mother. And he... I was so nervous. I almost canceled. Mm-hmm. I almost said I'm not doing this. I, really? Like, I'm really not ready for this. Like, I can't do this, Zach. Like, it's like... It's, everyone's gonna, like... You're you're very popular. Dasha was on the first episode of this season. Right. I had... You know, it I never occurred to me that a year later, I'd be posting, like... Pictures, pictures with, with Dasha. Dasha. Yeah. <laughs> How was that? How was hanging out with her? Oh, I love, love, love her. Of course. She's wonderful amazing. person. Yeah. Total angel. Um, literally nothing but, like, endless positive things to say about her. Um... But with the podcasting thing, it's like, as soon as I log on to the Zoom call, I felt at ease because yeah, Zach was a professional. Away. And I feel the same way with you. Do you really? I really, really do. I, you, I just, like, I always, before any project, before any, before the film shoot yesterday, before yeah. an audition, I'm in my head, I'm nervous, I'm anxious, I'm like, oh my god, like, what's gonna happen? What, should, what am I right, gonna say? Right, right. What do I say? What is, what is he gonna say? What am and I gonna I th- say? I think, like, that's because... Uh, on some level you understand that like you're relinquishing control right yes but then when the when i sit down with the leader mm-hmm. and i feel good and safe to be in their control yeah and i like being their vessel yeah i'm right? like period like i there's nothing better than feeling that way by the way there's nothing better than being led by a leader you want to be led by yeah, that's like... That's why fascism is the only I, way. I was going to say... I was making this argument that... Um, Crisis came. I was making the argument that all... Uh, this is where Aaron lives, by the way. Oh up my, here. it's so beautiful. Right? It's so beautiful. I know. I'm a, I'm a little more ghetto. Uh, no. Two blocks, girl. Ooh, dangerous. Um, Danger! What, what, was, what was I going to say? I don't know. Fuck. I'm being sick, autistically... Um, God damn it. I can't much, even um, fascism. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, so <gasps> fascism. fascism, you're right. Uh, yeah, I was trying to make this argument at a party last night that all artists should be like fascists or should have what I call the fascist spirit, the right? Fascist impulse. Because like without it, I think you can park the here. Can I? Is, oh God, is it free? No, it says like no parking fire lane up here. Arrived. I can park on the street though. But basically, like, like I feel like the fascist spirit is like a a intensity about you and like an undeserved well of confidence that you pull from in order to create your art, right? Like you should be uninhibited from the <laughs> the conventions and controls of like society's Otherwise pressures. Otherwise, it won't work. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not gonna work. People told me not to move to New York. You know? Yeah. And now I have, you know, a boat party, a photo shoot, an audition for a play that I was invited to, a podcast guest episode. Literally. That I wouldn't have been able to do in Philly. Uh, like, I'm in your car. Like. Mm-hmm. So much, like, honestly. It's everything 
have to, you can't, you literally, Jack said this on the podcast that's going to be released soon. You can't listen to anyone. No, but you yourself. really can't. Unless you're like retarded, you can only, you have just, you have to trust yourself. And Why also not? like, not for nothing, manifesting like works, baby, too. <laughs> it really does. Asking you shall receive. Prayer works. Yeah. I think manifestation is near to prayer, which is why people love it. Yes. No, you're exactly right. Like, I think actually they are, it's a proxy for them just praying. And they don't want to call it praying, but, like, they're, like, basically praying. No, they they are. No, that's bust. Oh, I'm retarded. They're, they're like, putting a hyperfixation on, on, like, an idea, which is, like, the same as prayer. It's prayer. And they don't want to call it that for some reason. Right, it's too, like... They basically want to be Christian without Christ. Without naming Christ. Yeah. Which is, like, well, I think, you know, that's on the path. Like, I was just talking to... I was talking to people about, like... I was... People were ta- discussing, like, trad LARPers and, mm-hmm. like... And people who convert for attention on the internet. And I'm like, well, honestly, whatever it takes... Yeah. You know what I mean? Honestly, You're absolutely like if you, right. If you came to Christ for clout, at least you came to Christ. That's what I'm saying too. <laughs> it's like with that that brand praying, right? Like they they push past irony into sincerity with all of their slogans on their t-shirts. Like I sort of don't. It's like I sort of don't like them mm-hmm. because I think I actually think that they are. Like I'm actually going to disagree with you. I think they're blasphemous and insincere. Mm-hmm. However, I think it's still a net good. Yeah. Because the just the the fact that they're it's now it's in people's minds. But I'm also no, that's not what going I'm to. Too. I think that's also, their ultimate plan. The, it's in your mind now. Yeah, like right? to to push it's past, in, to push past like our, our initial chess. instincts, right? Because we're all irony poisoned, right? <laughs> yeah. Like. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. On the surface level, I think it would be better to not sexualize Christ to be right 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 I understand that but even then like like piss Christ yeah it, it's gross it's not great art um but it puts Christ in the minds of the people so like you know. that that ugly ass painting of Jesus remember when they remade his image or whatever and people like freaked out about it mm. It's like, well, you're talking about Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's, yes, it's, maybe it's bad art. Maybe it's, like, stupid. Maybe it's blasphemous. Well, here's the thing. Was was Jesus ugly? <gasps> oh, my God. I, was, I feel like maybe, I, right? I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't even wrap my head around it. I think physical beauty is... Well, I I love, like, the, the Western world depictions of Jesus, to be honest. Like, the waif Jesus... The, the, the kind of cunty stunty yeah music. exactly the one I've clearly modeled my body and look after you need to play Jesus I know in something I don't know what it's gonna be can you sing I can I believe it do you like God's spell love really you yeah. know God's spell mm-hmm. day by day I, I can't like day by day I can't the pod. yeah <gasps> I want to do a production that would be fun honestly have you done plays before? Yeah, I have. I performed for a crowd once or twice. <laughs> I think I think there's a theater renaissance happening. Right. In New York City right now. People want to go to things. They want to they want to go out and see live theater. Yeah. They don't want to sit on their computer in their bed eating chips and watching a movie. They no. don't actually don't want to do that at all. Because that feels soul crushing and they, they like know that there's a malaise behind it of like deep and it's shameful. It's lonely, too. Loneliness is the biggest killer of people. Not, like, cancer. It's no, It's really it's feelings of, of loneliness. The yeah. absence of love is killing America. It's not racism. It's not poverty. It's not lack of food. It's not climate change. Uh, Which is funny because, like, everyone talks about how hateful this scene is. Everyone has just been nice. Everyone's <laughs> so nice. Like... Everyone's so nice. Yeah. Everyone's, like, so kind and welcoming. And has, like, a sense of humor about them. Like, like, like everyone. Like, no one's been mean. Not a single person. No. <laughs> so, I don't understand what they're on about. But apparently we're racist. We're, apparently we hate people. Yeah, we do. For 
<laughs> it's like, who do we hate? Like, what do you mean? I hate everyone equally. Exactly. That's what my dad always used to say yeah. growing up. He was like, I'm an equal opportunity, um, whatever word he's used. I don't remember the word. I'm an equal opportunity discriminator discriminator or something, or something yeah. like that like a dad joke that's like doesn't totally land right like you could have used a better word like the pros could have glittered a little yeah, more yeah yeah but the kernel is like hilarious and like right. brilliant it's so true <laughs> dads wanna, dads be doing that that's literally I love dads yeah like obviously they've I mean mine fucked me over mine and I'm guessing yours did too yeah in some ways yeah, yeah. but we also kind of love them like we're kind of like thanks no, yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't think we'd right. be this cool if it didn't. No, and I think, like... We'd probably be insufferable if we had great fathers. Yeah, I needed someone to, like, emotionally abuse me a little <laughs> bit, right? Right, if I... Yeah, I needed someone to rape me. Yeah. If no one had ever molested me, I mean, like... I wouldn't have 4,000 Twitter followers. Period, Period. Is that where we end the pod? Yeah, I think we can end that it That was there. really good. Yeah. Actually, look. Wait, let's sign off, okay? okay? If you need me, I'll be in my trailer. Powdering my nose. Bye, love you. Love you.